0: Welcome to Out With Dan, the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of LGBTQ authors, characters, and our allies. Together, we lift our voices and we tell our stories. I'm Dan White. Join me as I chat with this week's author. Hello, and welcome back to Out With Dan. Today, I'm excited to talk about Chef's Choice by TJ Alexander. Welcome back, TJ.
1: Hi, Dan. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to chat about this book. I do want to sort of start off maybe in a little different direction. Do you have some favorite authors or favorite books that you particularly like?
1: I do. I actually, if, if anyone follows me on Instagram, they will have seen me shouting from the rooftops about something that I just finished reading. It's actually coming out, uh, I believe the first week of June, the first Tuesday of June. It's Kat Sebastian's newest book, We Could Be So Good. It is beautiful, it's, it's wonderful, it's uplifting. It's like everything I needed in my life at this moment. Um, yeah, everyone should check it out. It's a 1950s romance and it's just, yeah, it's gorgeous. I love
0: that. I love that. Well, you have succeeded in giving us yet another wonderfully delicious romance. So thank you very much. you're welcome. Love to do it. Yes, and it's publication day, so that's another wonderful thing. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, pub day.
0: So I wanted to start off by telling I laughed completely out loud about the FedEx at the beginning of the book, you know, we have luna who returns again and she gets displaced from her job and as happens you know she's sort of the right hand person to everyone and as they let her go they ask her how to print a fedex label and i just laughed straight out loud because i thought how often does that really happen in life? <laughs> well,
1: Dan, uh, <laughs> ripped from the headlines, I think you could say that one was.
0: <laughs> I,
1: uh, I like Luna, uh, had been fired from a, a job during the early days of the pandemic. And yeah, this book opens with Luna, who was kind of a, a side character in my debut book, Chef's Kiss she gets her chance to be the main character in this adventure um, and yeah spoiler alert it does open with her getting fired and being placed in this kind of precarious position where it's like oh how am I gonna pay the bills how am I gonna get health care you know all <laughs> the things that you worry about <laughs> yes. when when that kind of thing happens and I think there's you know probably a lot of people out there who can at this point in in our historical moment, um, really relate to the experience of being fired over Zoom. It's not fun,
0: and it sucks. <laughs> it sucks so much. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, you know, I on the best of days, I struggle to have a poker face. I know if you did that to me over Zoom, it would not end well for anyone. <laughs> no,
1: it's just, it's the worst. Like, oh, Yeah, that's why I advocate for people who are like, oh, I never turn on my
0: Zoom camera. I just keep it off all the time. It's like, you
1: don't know anyone your Zoom face. You really don't.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the way, I mean, and you know, I'm vain. So it means that I have to set up with lighting and, and, perfect camera placement and make sure I'm wearing exactly what I want because that's me. So I'm like, no, I don't want to Zoom with you about work. No, no, no one, no one has ever paid me enough to
1: make that worth it. (laughs) I'm happy to Zoom with you. But I did change my shirt like four times before we
0: started. It's true. It's an investment. It's an investment. Well, it is. You know, know, we are putting face forward as well as, you know, conversation forward. So it's important, at least to us. So I do like the fact that you brought Luna back. And I was really surprised and very pleased that Luna got her own story. Uh, I enjoyed Luna in uh, Chef's Kiss. Uh, Ray and Simone had their big story in that. And so this was Luna's time. And I really liked that. Did you, going into writing this or maybe even writing the first book, did you already want to give Luna her own story or did that come a little later?
1: Uh, It was kind of funny the way that happened. Like when I was writing Chef's Kiss, it was my first book. And I was sort of, at least at the beginning, writing it just as kind of like a personal little fun exercise. Had no idea if it would ever find an agent, if it would ever get uh, sold. Um, And when it did, uh, you know, my first contract was a two book deal So I knew that there was going to be a second book, but it was like a big question mark. Like, well, you know, we'll figure that out later was kind of the idea. And I was like, phew. Um, And then it came time to be like, okay, tell them what you want the second book to be about. And I was like, well, I know I want it to be about Luna because the whole experience of writing and editing the first book Like, she just had such main character energy. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just so much fun writing her. Like, every time she was in a scene, it was like, everyone else can shut up. It's (laughs) Luna time. (laughs) Luna is talking. And I just loved that. So I was like, well, I know I want it to star her. So I had to, like, figure out, like, okay, so what's her big romance? Like, who does she end up with? And I really didn't know. And I was kind of in the process of, of, you know, working out what this book was going to be, I kind of went through every side character from the first book, like, well, maybe she ends up with this guy, or maybe she ends up with this girl, or maybe she just, you know, she's pansexual. So like the possibilities were endless. (laughs) 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 And I ended up deciding, like, there's this one kind of almost throwaway line in the first book, it's like an afterthought, like Jean-Pierre, who is her love interest in Chef's Choice, he's not even mentioned by name in the first book he's like just kind of alluded to as like oh he's the trans grandson of this famous celebrity you know chef that everybody admires and i thought about that as i was going <laughs> through the you know my list of characters and i was like what if what if they get together somehow and then like it just seemed so natural to snowball from there and like and he's rich and he's French and <laughs> it's it'll <laughs> be so funny because they're so different so that's how I ended up kind of landing on that concept and I was kind of nervous when I was like asking my publisher like what do you think like two trans people and they're kissing like mm-hmm. do we love it and they you know were 100 percent supportive immediately gave me a green light and we're like yeah let's do that that sounds good so that's what we ended up doing
0: I love it. I love it. And it that was you you brought Jean-Pierre into this very organically. It wasn't forced or pushed. You know, it just it happened. And I don't want to say what happens that the sort of the two of them hook up because I just think that's so beautiful. But it's such a fun thing that you have the ability, you as an author, to give us some real, I don't want to say drama, but real angst about your characters and it feels real to me when I read it because it's just, you know, when you start a new relationship with anyone, there's that little bit of what can I give away or what must I hold together? And I find that you with your characters do that so eloquently.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I I don't think it's a spoiler to say that like Jean-Pierre is the kind of romantic lead who is a pathetic man, who we love, like, (laughs) a lot of romance, I I really wanted to give romance readers who want to see, like, this man who will just do anything for his, his lady, like, almost immediately, like, yeah, he's also a little bit prickly and kind of grumpy in some ways, but, like, he is also, like, completely gone, almost from the jump. And that to me is very funny to see, you know, like, I think it's, I think it's very funny.
0: <laughs> so, yeah,
1: there there is some angst, but it's not like, oh, you know, we're never gonna, you know, it, it's not, it's not end of the world angst. It's no, really exciting. No. Like, how, how is this going to work? And how are they going to get together? Like the fun angst
0: of yeah, that. To- totally agree. Because that's why the word drama didn't work for me. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it is. And of course, you see Luna, who is... She's behind the eight ball, you know. Honestly, losing the job—most of us don't have uh, a fat bank account that we can just luxuriate around the world for months on end. So losing a job is traumatic. And then along comes Jean Pierre, who has a, a proposition, which is which is sort of funny. And I did like the fact that Jean Pierre sort of propositions everyone under the sun except Luna. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is this book is a fake dating uh trope book and Jean-Pierre needs to get a fake girlfriend. At first he thinks just very briefly for a small white lie, but then it kind of like gets out of control and he needs a more long-term fake girlfriend solution. <laughs> and yeah, he's asking like literally every random woman that he's like seeing And Luna's, like, almost offended, like, oh, okay, everyone but me, okay. But, like, you know, not to spoil it, but then it turns out that he actually has, like, a very soft and sensitive reason for being a weirdo about that.
0: (laughs) Well, and, you know, honestly, I just loved him. I I mean, it's just, I love both of the characters, you know, it's just so easy to fall in love with them. And him and that vape pen, I have a, a couple of co-workers that they, they, they never go far from the vape So I just thought that was delicious.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I do not vape, but I have loved ones who do. <laughs>
0: yes. and, uh,
1: there is a certain kind of person where you meet them and you're like, I bet this guy vapes.
0: <laughs> Jean-Pierre
1: is exactly that kind of guy. Because, you know, we find out later, he's lived, even though a very privileged life, you know, he, he comes from a lot of money, a lot of um, generational wealth. Uh, But he's also very isolated and he's really concerned with passing and fitting in and not being judged by straight cis people. And part of that isolation, you know, (laughs) turns into him being like addicted or obsessed with certain things like vaping or coffee or, you know, um, (laughs) butter. But he's French, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I say all of the above. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do what you got to do is how I
0: (laughs) (laughs) totally agree. And your chef skills do come up. I mean, honestly, you just have such a love affair with food. And then of course I have a love affair with food as well. I I'm telling you, just as I said before, this book should come with an eclair. I mean, I was very jealous. It did not come with a bag of eclairs. So.
1: <laughs> Me too. Like, if, if we could get on that, like, just a package deal,
0: that would be great. <laughs> well, that's right. I I think I'm going to talk to someone at the publishing house and see if we can't get this, like, a buddy deal. Buy a book, get an eclair.
1: Yeah. I,
0: you know. <laughs>
1: I think that works.
0: (laughs) I don't know how they'd ship that.
1: (laughs) It's cream. Because Jean-Pierre is French, there's like a lot of pastries flying around. They also, as part of this fake dating situation of ridiculousness that they find themselves in, they have to learn how to cook this really extensive menu of, like, hot cuisine, even though, like, neither of them know how to cook at all at the beginning of the book. (laughs) So there's, like, a lot of comedy there of, like, two people who do not know what they're doing, pretending like they know what they're doing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do that a lot of days in my life, TJ. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: And if you've never cooked with, like, someone that you have a crush on or that you have a relationship with, like... Ooh, it's it doesn't matter how much you love someone. I think <laughs> like trying to cook with somebody when things are going badly, um, in the kitchen is like that is you know that is a a trial by fire right there. <laughs> yes, a,
0: a torture all on its own for sure. <laughs> I also love the fact that you've given this Paris, which is one of the most iconically romantic cities on earth. You know, of course, bless the Parisians, they promote that to the nth degree, but I totally buy into it because I think it's such a great city. Oh, Um, absolutely. Me too. I
1: haven't been to Europe since I was like really little. Like I think my parents took us when we were like, you know, kids, like nine or 10, but I remember like thinking like, Oh, this is a real city. Like things happened here. And you know, like, (laughs) and there is like this romance and like, you know, when the lights come on at night and the food and the culture and you just kind of feel like, wow, anything could happen in this city. And, you know, in this book. It does. Anything does. does.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. And you do give us, you give us some problem people. We get Henri and, you know, it's, uh, you give us a little slice of all of it. And you do so lovingly. You know, it's, There are people in this world who are wonderfully accepting and there are people who are problematic. So you gave us a round picture or a fully formed picture of both sides. And I appreciate that very much. It's, um, you know, it's you always have to have an asshole to kick kick the ball along. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I love a
1: villain. You got to have a villain, even in a romance. There should be something or someone standing in the way of our, of our couple. Um, But, you know, I like to make sure that readers can see this, this thing that in my experience is like a big part of being queer or trans, which is like your family members or the people around you in your life, they're, attitudes can run this huge gamut you can have Mm -hmm. people that are like super accepting but like still kind of mess up sometimes Mm -hmm. and then like on the other end it's like people who are really not accepting and you know everyone in the middle and like you have almost no idea where these people are gonna fall Mm -hmm. like when you first start telling them about who you really are so I wanted to make sure that there were family members in this book and you know Luna's mom is like on the, on the really nice supportive end, but like, you know, still messing up sometimes. And then like Jean-Pierre we see has like family members on the complete opposite end. So, yes.
0: yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it is a human experience, you know, not to make it too simplistic, but it is the human experience. What we find is we have to sort of discover each person that we meet every day and all new people. We have to discover where they lie. And fortunately, most people show us their face straight off and that's good. That way we know where to put them, you know, yeah. in, in order of importance. So, but I did, I did love this. And you know, you do give Jean-Pierre a, a grandmother who's very loving and supportive and then a dad who's not so loving and supportive. And so I felt that that was a a realistic view of how family can be. We hope they're not, but we all know that they can be that way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So are you going on any kind of tour? Are we going to see you out and about in the world?
1: I mean, a little one, a tiny
0: okay. yeah. <laughs>
1: a tiny little one. I am doing my very first like in-person book launch. Um, if this comes out on pub day, then it's today. Right? <laughs> and, if you're, and if you're in New York, you know, come come, RSVP to Blue Stockings. It's going to be fun. Um, and, uh, you know, later in June for a few Pride events, I'm going to be going up to Vermont and Rhode Island and a couple of other places. So if you want to check out my website, folks can see where I'll be and what I'll be
0: doing. Fantastic. Share with us again, both social media and website, please.
1: Yeah. So I am on Instagram and Twitter at TJAlexanderNYC, all one word. And my website is TJAlexander.com.
0: Perfect. I don't think it gets much simpler than that, does it? I don't
1: think so. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: it. (laughs) Once again, the book is Chef's Choice by TJ Alexander. It's a wonderful read. It is a summer romance must-have. I'm glad you think so. I do indeed. Thanks for joining me, TJ.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Dan.
0: And best of luck. Thanks. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at outwithdan.com, on Twitter at outwithdan, Dan, and on Instagram and Facebook at Go Out With Dan. This podcast is hosted by Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, and the theme music is provided by bensound.com. Join us again soon for the next episode of Out with Dan.